Welcome back to the You Already Know It Let's Talk podcast. It is episode five already, which means we have gotten to five episodes and we've gone through lots of different topics. But today I wanted to talk with you guys about kind of the big thing that everybody wants to know is how can you find hope in the chaos? And so today I brought a friend along with me and we are here and we wanted to talk to you guys today about finding hope in the chaos. So I brought my friend Kaylee on. Kaylee, hi, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How good. are you? So I'm good. So one thing that I wanted to talk to you about is um, we have known each other since sixth grade, which will be eight years. Almost nine years. No, Almost nine, nine years. Um, and so um, does not make any sense on how long that's been a really, really, really long time. Um, and it does not feel like it's been that long. Okay. But... Um, we, um, are super excited to do this one today. So, um, one thing that, because when I was making the list of this and trying to figure out who was going to do who, I definitely thought of you first because, um, growing up, um, in like, like from middle school on, um, we were like best of friends and, um, it we definitely kind of lost touch for a few definitely kind of did that and then now we're like friends again still like we we talk a little bit more now um and so one of the things that um we definitely did in um middle school was no matter what happened we always were able to put a smile on our face no matter the situation so i think my question to you first that i want to pose is is um, what is your kind of mantra to finding hope in the chaos? Like when there is something big happening or something stressful happening, how do you find happiness? How do you find hope? How do you find the solution rather than only looking at the problem? I mean, honestly, like this sounds so stupid. This probably sounds so stupid, but like for me, like I'm a very creative person. So like for me to like take a step back and like calm down and to like realize and think I do I mean I do I paint I draw honestly something that I found like recently like is like if I write stuff down like journaling or like not necessarily journaling because it's not like I do it every single day but like when there's like just too much going on in my mind and I can't like process it like when my mind is chaotic I take my journal and I'm just like, okay, what is happening? What is bothering me? What is, what is good? Like, I don't even focus on just the negative parts. A lot of it is focusing on the positive parts. So I know this is what I have to go off of. This is what I have, like, to look forward to. This is what I have to keep going off of and not necessarily focusing on the negative parts. Cause I feel like a lot of people, like when they talk about journaling or whatever, they're like, oh, well you write down all the negative things and you write down like, what's bothering you and like what is affecting you negatively. But I found that if you write down the positive stuff, it gives you like, this is why, you know, this is what I can look forward to once all this mess is over. This is, I mean, it's even like stupid stuff. Like my dog, my cat, my, it's just like the little things in life that I Mm. feel like I take for granted too often that I write down. And I'm like, this is the stuff that I get to look forward to once I get through all of this. Like, whether it be, like, you know, lately I've been working a lot of, like, back-to-back shifts of, like, four days in a row. And I'm like, okay, well, once this is over, Sunday, once I make it to Sunday, I can go and I can spend time with family. It's, yeah. like, 
focusing in on the positives and the things to look forward to instead of focusing on what is truly bothering yeah, me. Yeah, and exactly, like, how, like, I was posed the question of, like, um, like, a lot of times we only focus on the negatives and that makes our mind a dark black hole and something that we don't want to be a part of. And so one of the things that I definitely have done in the past is grab a candle um, and, um, this one I'm using right now is Eucalyptus Mint by Porcelain Candle Company. She's over on Instagram. Definitely go check her out. Um, but she does her, she does hand poured soy candles and I'll open the candle up and I'll, as I smell it, I'll think a positive thought and that's the breathing in all the positivity. And then when I breathe out, I'm going to breathe out all the negativity. So I think of a negative thought. I do that five times. So I do five positive thoughts, five negative thoughts, and then I can kind of go do what I need to do and definitely do meditation beforehand to kind of figure out what you're dealing with, kind of figure out the negative side of things. Um, and one of the, one of the favorite things that my grandma has ever told me, and even getting it as a tattoo, um, is, um, she told me that, um, she said, um, you never know if the same wave is going to hit the same beach twice. So while you're at the beach, babe, wait in the waves. And I think that that always makes me think of the decisions that we make along the way. We don't know if the same decision is going to be posed to us in like two years, what we're going to be able to do, what we're going to be able to achieve. And so the same wave might not hit with the same intensity. The good stuff may not hit with the same good positive vibes and so that is why everybody asks me why I'm so positive all the time it's because positivity truly drowns out negativity I told this in the live today that I had on TikTok I said that I stood in front of the mirror for five minutes degrading myself telling myself I wasn't good enough telling myself I was too fat too skinny too like I just tore myself apart for five minutes stood there sobbing but then afterward, I took a step back and I said, okay, that was the worst thing you could have possibly done in that moment. What is something good that you can do to make up for it? I stood in front of the mirror for another 15 minutes and told myself that I was enough, told myself that I was good enough, told myself that no matter what happened in life, I would always have myself to lean on. And if I have myself to lean on, that's the person that you're going to be with from your birthday, like when you were born, to your dying day, your death day. And I think that that is just so empowering to know that not only do you have somebody with you 24-7, always right there with you, listening to you, hearing what you have to say, being there for you, you also have someone who is absolutely an asset to have beside you and not just you know, going back and forth and saying, oh my gosh, well, I wish I did this or I wish I did that better. So you've constantly got this good vibe type of person there. And I think that that's exactly what was needed. Yeah, and for so, sure. Um, and then another question that I'm sure a lot of people pose in this is um, definitely we are, we are our own worst critic. Um, what sure. do you do when you are your own worst critic? And what are, and feel free to, um, go be as generic or as um, in-depth as you want, um, what are some of the things that you do um, that kind of show you that you are enough and that you can find hope within the chaos? Well, see, and that's, that's hard because for me, like even especially like it's, I feel like for me that question is 10 times harder just because like I am like, you know, I do, like, create things, so, like, I see it, like, on myself, and then I see it in, like, what I recreate, like, when I paint, like, the other day I was painting something, 
and I was like, oh my gosh, like the paint dripped off this side a little bit. And everybody's like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I'm like, what do you mean? What am I talking about? Like, it's right there. Like I was seeing things that other people couldn't see. And I feel like to me, that's like what I think about. Like, for example, like people are always like, well, I hate my stretch marks. And that could be something that like many people hate about themselves. But like, for me, it's more like, you know, nobody can see it. So what? Well, well, and that's something that I, that Kenzie and I talked about in her episode, cause she did self care and, um, she said, cause she was like, well, um, I did it like uh, you should take care of your skin so you don't get acne. And I was like, well, some people embrace that acne. Some people embrace the fact that they do have it and, and, and they, they're able to live with it. So what would you say to the people that did that? And she said, well, you can love who you, you are, and that is beautiful. And for those of you that don't, you can take precautions to not have that. And I think that there is a fine line between actually loving yourself and putting too much into yourself and being vain. There is a, there, there's narcissistic and there's loving yourself. There's empowering yeah. yourself and then there's being too full of yourself. And I think that we need to figure out that balance because once we've done that, like, even on live today, people were degrading themselves, saying that they weren't enough, that they weren't good enough. And I, I took off my glasses and I said, I got a prescription pair of glasses right here. I see through them just fine. But if I were to give them to you, Kaylee, you wouldn't be able to see through them. You don't have the same prescription I do. Right. But let's say that I am saying, okay, I'm your eye doctor now. Here's your prescription. You are enough. You 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 matter. You're you're, and I tell you that it's not my job to go fill your glasses for you. It is your job to go get the prescription to then go get your own glasses and then to use it. Because once you've done that, that is, you've done it. Your doctor is not going to hold your hand walking you up to the pharmacy and saying, okay, they need glasses. You know, that, that, that's not who a doctor is meant to be. A doctor is meant to prescribe and leave. So like, that's why I said on the live tonight, these right here, if you run over them, go to the doctor and get a new prescription. But I mean, come on, like, and I can barely see out of these two because I need a new prescription, <laughs> but <laughs> I just like, and, and, and so it, it gets to be a point where you are like, you got to do it on your own. And like, I can, I'm not going to be your mama anymore. I cannot keep holding your hand and saying, okay, we well, got to do this now, you know, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. you know, I'm going to be the one saying, okay, you got to do this and I'm going to, I'm going to push you to do it, but I am not holding your hand. I have to stand up. I have to put my hands up and I have to say enough is enough because I can't. I can't keep being your mom. I can't keep holding your hand. It's just like when Kenzie went to kindergarten and she cried every day. Like, we, my mom was not going to stay in kindergarten with her all day. She had to learn how to be alone and how to get by without my mom. Right. Meaning, you have to learn how to get by without me. And that's something that I've told you, my followers from the start, is that one day, very, very soon, hopefully, y'all will be ready to leave the nest. You can come back whenever you need to. The door is always open. But I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to pay your way through college. I'm not going to sit here and buy you your first car, buy you your first house. You got to work for it. I will be there and I will support you in every way that I can. But you get enough is enough. You know, you got to stand as far back away from this as you can and be, you know, objective to it, you know, and I feel like it is just so difficult to understand how people feel in that exact moment. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, 
I do think it's like there is there is days where you're like sitting here and you can be like just completely in the guts. Like you're just like can't do this. I'm ugly. I, you know. And, and, and it is okay to have those days. I do right. want to say that. But it is right. not okay to dwell in those days. Right. Like, for me, like, it's very much, like, I'll have, like, a month where I'm, like, I feel fantastic. I look fantastic. But then I'll just get, like, one angle of myself that I see. And I'm just, like, wow. And then that will throw me out of my streak. And it's, like, you have to realize that, like, you're not going to look good from every angle to yourself. Like Exactly. You are your... You are your worst critic. Right. It's like you have your good angles and it's like you've trained yourself what angles, like when you take a picture, what angles you look best in. And those are the angles that you look at yourself in and you catch yourself in a different angle that you're not used to seeing yourself in. And you're like, oh my God. Like for me, like for me, it's like my chin. Like I feel like if there's some angles where it's like I look at myself and I'm like, oh my God, I have like a double chin. Like it's like horrible. And then there's other angles where I'm like, wow, like I look skinny. It's like, you have to get like, you have to learn how to like love yourself at every angle. And I feel like that is, so obviously it's taken time because there are still days where I wake up and I see myself at an angle and I'm like, oof. Like me too. Me too. I, I, right. I, I, and, and I have had so many people I, I've struggled with, and, and this is the first time I feel like I'm openly saying it. I've struggled with body dysmorphia. This is the first time I'm like putting it out in the world that I've done it. I've, I've, I've dealt with it myself and you know, people will be like, and I don't know if you've seen me on TikTok, but I'm, I'm definitely not, um, I, I don't want to say this like as if I'm like hotty totty, but I am, I'm definitely not overweight. I'm, I'm very skinny. I'm a toothpick. I, you could break me with a thumb. Like you just press in and I bruise. Um, I'm bone. Like I'm just bone. And, um, and so people are always like, Landon, you got to eat, Landon, eat more. I can't, you know, I like, it, right. it's like that TikTok audio where it's like, take it off. I can't take it off. I can't. Yeah. Like, and, and it's just like, I, I, I like it's it's too much like and then I feel like I'm not good enough because then they don't see me like I'm enough they see me as too skinny and then when I look at myself I'm like oh my god you way overate today like it it comes in all shapes and sizes and you cannot just pinpoint and say oop perfect job like you're 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 on the right track or you know and some days like you just said some days are good. You have your good days. Yeah. You're, you're like, oh my God, I'm doing it. I'm doing great. Like, this is great. Wonderful. And then other days you're like, God, oh my God. Like, stay in bed. <laughs> stay under the covers, you know? Right, yeah. and, and it's like, and, and I just like, for me, it, it's so hard to articulate that to people because I don't know if, I don't know if you've ever struggled with it, but trying to explain body dysmorphia to someone who's never been through it, you can't. Trying to explain anorexia right. to someone who's never been through it, you can't. Trying to explain, well, explain bulimia to somebody, you can't. Right, and, like, the thing the thing for me is, like, so, like, I've never, like, openly talked about it. I've talked about it with you a little bit, mm -hmm. um, but, like, I have, like, I have, like, it's, like, called, like, binge eating disorder, like, yes. obsessive, like, whatever. So, like, the thing is, is, like, a lot of people, you hear about them going through, like, anorexia. They yes. go through, you know, they go through, but nobody ever talks about binge eating disorder and people are like which is the well, exact extreme which is the exact right. opposite extreme of anorexia and believe it's like 
it's like to me like the fact that I will like I will get so anxious and that's what it is for me is I will get anxious I will get upset I will get it's even just boredom to the point where you will eat until you physically like feel sick to your stomach that you have to lay down because you just ate too much it's a real thing and people are like well then just don't eat as much but it's not that easy people don't understand that it's not that easy and it's like you know there could be very well there could be skinny people that suffer from binge eating disorder you don't know it's like your metabolism works differently but like people don't it's harder for people i feel like it's harder for people like me because nobody ever talks about binge eating disorder exactly exactly everybody focuses on anorexia they focus on bulimia so i'm sitting here feeling like oh i'm alone like i sit here and i eat and i eat and i eat and nobody knows that feeling nobody has you know there's nobody out there i've never heard of anybody talk about it like i've never heard of anybody talk about this feeling where you just get so upset that you just eat and eat and eat and it's like I look at myself and I'm like, okay, so first of all, I'm the only one that goes through this apparently. Like, and I know in my head, like, that's not true, obviously, but it's like, who, there's so many resources out there for people who have anorexia. And obviously I'm not like shaming anybody who has that. I'm just, it's like, for me, it's like, I look at myself and I'm like, I'm ugly because all I do is eat. I'm ugly because I definitely eat too much like I have my doctor telling me that I'm overweight and it's like hearing that you're like okay wow like I really have to do something about it but like mentally like physically I can't like I don't I don't exactly. know how exactly and and for me it's like when someone tells me about to they're like okay you need to go eat I'm like but I'm not hungry I'm not ready to eat yet you can't force me to eat because then it's going to create an even worse habit if you force right. me to eat then I'm going to have an unhealthy relationship with food. Like the other, I, I, I remember this so clear. The other day, it, it was probably like a year ago. The other day for me means like yesterday to right. like 2,000 years ago. But um, my grandma went to McDonald's, asked me what I wanted, and I said, oh, I think I just want a, a kid's meal, six-piece, not that hungry. She came back with a 10-piece meal and would not let me leave the table without eating it all. And I could like, and, and she was just trying to get me to eat. She thought I was going to be hungry afterwards. She didn't, like, she was like, I mean, you can get up, but that's all you're having. And, like, I was like, okay, I'll get up. And she was like, but finish it. Like, you, you need to eat it. Like, you're not eating enough. And I said, Grandma, I, I looked her dead in the eyes and I said, Grandma, you are going to create an unhealthy relationship with food for me. And I said, and I don't want it. I said, you need to understand that I am not hungry right now. I'm not fully hungry for that. I will eat six. That's what I wanted. I will save the four for later. But if I am to, like, like, and it's just, like, if I'm to get up, I'll go and eat it later when I'm hungry. But, like, I will, I'll go to work. And I have usually a break around six. And I will be totally fine. You know, I, I won't eat dinner. I'll eat a bag of pretzels or something. Or, or something sustainable for that 15 minutes right. i'll go home i'll have a piece of ham or something i'm set for the night and then when i'm usually in bed i'll grab some doritos and or or some tortilla chips or some you know cheeses or whatever i have and um I, i'll eat that while i'm watching a movie or something and then i'll go put them down or i have a bag of gummy worms that i've treated myself to they're under my desk and it's like whenever i have something good i have a few and, you know, I'll do it while I'm watching a movie. I'll have a pop while I'm watching a movie. It does not matter what you have. It matters 
in the way that like in the way that you have it in the healthy relationship you need with food. I went out to Panera today. I got a full plate. I got a full thing of salad and I had a baguette. That's enough for me. That filled me up. I went home, didn't have any snacks. I then ate grilled cheese and soup tonight. I had a good day with food, but that doesn't mean that tomorrow I'm not going to eat Doritos before work, then not have anything from noon to five, then go into work from five to nine thirty, not have anything during that time, and then come home and eat more Doritos. Who knows? Like I, it, it, it just it, it. I think we are so concerned about the other side of things and the extreme side of things that we're not seeing to this. And let me just say, we are going to relate this back to the finding hope in the chaos. We're just, we're definitely, this is a good conversation to have because we're trying to think one thing that we're trying to do here is end the stigma around everything and the stigma around fat shaming and the stigma around um, shaming people for bulimia and anorexia and eating disorders and actually seeing them as not the end of the world, but just as a problem and looking for the solution. And I think that that's how we find hope in the chaos is I feel like we are so quick to finalize things, to make things so finite, finute, just right there if you don't get it exactly right you're wrong right off the bat and if you don't do it exactly the way everybody else wants you to you're not doing it correctly i think that that's how we find hope in the chaos once we realize that if we just do things for us if i do things for me and you do things for you enough is enough we did it we made it through the day if you made it through the day you made it today I think that's finding hope in the chaos rather than trying to listen to, you know, your mom or dad tell you that you're not eating enough or that you're eating too much. I think that just, or, or, or fat shaming you because there are these videos out there of these parents fat shaming their kids just because they had a Twinkie, you know, it, it, it just like, there's such a stigma around it. And so I think what we were talking about there was finding hope in the chaos, but also finding the side of things that we didn't realize that needed to be talked about. I think going into this, I thought, oh yes, we're just going to kind of have the the talk about, you know, finding hope in the chaos. But that's the thing that I love about these conversations, these podcasts, is it is not just a me saying, hey, you know, how's it going? Catch up. You know, it is a, we are going to talk about a hard hitting topic and we are going to delve deep into it. I didn't think we'd get this deep, but definitely that's something that helps a lot is delving deep, getting deeper into the understanding of who you are and what you're capable of. Right. And that I think is finding hope in the chaos. And so one thing that I want to challenge you guys to do. And one thing that I want to challenge you Kaylee to do is in the next few weeks, I want you to take out a journal, whether that's a piece of paper, whether that's multiple pieces of paper, staple them together. And at the top, I want you to write the date. And every day I want you, every time you have a negative or positive thought to pull out that notebook, pull out those pieces of paper, pull out that notepad and write down that negative thought at the end of the week or at the end of the time that you're doing it, this can be for a month, this can be for four months, this can be for two years, I want you to read every negative thought that you had, and I want you to go through, and I, like, even if you don't put a date at the top, just keep writing, just write, I don't care if it's, I don't care if you do it for 16 years, write down every negative thought you have, and I want you to see how much you've picked yourself apart, how much you've picked others apart, and I want you to try and make a difference, instead of doing that, I want you to change your mindset, because that's finding hope in the chaos, not sticking to the side of things that people want you to you know that's something that I think we went to in middle school and you said this on my live tonight you said I've grown so much in the eight years that you've known me because who was I in middle school 
like just very, tell them you were very you were very quiet you were very like unsure of yourself and I definitely think like you were very afraid of like you definitely cared what other people thought for sure oh, and yeah. like you you were now I could give a ripper and shit who who like, <laughs> right. like like I, I I don't like I don't flip and care I don't I like it is so far down the scale because I think at the time in middle school I was in such a toxic place in my life I was still like in that time I was figuring out myself I I wanted to be a part of everybody's life I wanted to be there for everybody I wanted to be everybody's friend and I don't think people understood that and I am definitely an old soul I'm such an old soul and like that is so true and I and in middle school kids don't understand that I was so mature and above for my age that like Again, I told you guys, I walk at the mall with six 60-year-old ladies. <laughs> that is so... I go mall walking so with... And, and, and you know those ladies, they're like jogging, like they, they, they're, they've got the fast walk, they've got their arms pumping, they got their coffee or water bottles that in their you. hands, <laughs> in, in their track suits, you know. I, I, I'm one of those grandmas. Like, I'm, I'm one of those people. And I think that that's the thing that we don't understand about people in general is just finding that hope in that chaos, finding that, that generosity of, of knowing who you are rather than just wanting to go with the grain. I think going against the grain is so needed, is so needed because once you stop following the grain, you've created kind of a, a stopping point where other people fall into that crack and they have to climb back out and then they go the way that you went. Be a trendsetter. Be a leader, not a follower. And I think another thing is use your glasses. Use the glasses that people give you. And and like I have six pair of glasses, each with different prescriptions because they are from many, many years. But each pair of glasses gives me a different insight into life. It shows me a different thing of life. Some of mine, I can't, I can barely see out of. So those need to go bye-bye. But once I finally find the one that works, these are the ones that work for the most part, I'm going to use those the most. But when right. I lose these glasses, I'm going to have to go down to the next clear, clearest ones and then the next ones. But then if I lose those pair of glasses, guess where I'm going? I'm going to the eye doctor to get me some glasses so I can see, so I can live life. I don't want to inhibit myself any more than what I am. So if I don't do it, you know what I'm saying? It, 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 it changes so, so much. So, um, I like finding hope in the chaos is, is different for everybody. So I want to ask you, Kaylee, as kind of one of the last few questions, I definitely have a few more, but we could talk about this for hours. Um, <laughs> what, um, what are you going to do to find hope in the chaos? What are you doing now? I, I know I asked you at the beginning, but we've had this 27 minute conversation. We've been talking for 27 minutes now. Don't feel like that. Um, and so what is, what made, what in here made you change your mind or did you change your mind? Are you going to continue on with what you said in the beginning or are you finding a new way now or what are you going to match things up and figure it out that way? What are you going to do? Well, I definitely think like, okay, had you asked me this question, like eighth grade, eighth grade, for example, like, okay, this is kind of like off topic, but it's not really off topic. It's like tying yeah. up, tying up. I saw this girl comment on your live today saying that her mental health was, you know, yes. And I was sitting there and I was thinking to myself, I was there at one point. I was there thinking I was never... I think never we all were. Right. Like, especially like eighth grade for me, I was like, how am I ever going to get out of this? How 
am I ever going to move past this? Like, even if you would have asked me, like, freshman year, okay, freshman year was, like, the worst, because, first of all, freshman year, like, that was kind of when you and I drifted, like, you had moved, and I was like, oh my god, like, I just spent three years with somebody who was, like, my best friend, we hung out all the time, and now, like, he's not even, like, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Even so though I was, was still hard. in the school, I just, like, I think you had found some people that you were close with. I found people that I was close with. Right. And then we kind of were like, well, now, like, that that ties in with Avery's episode that we did, episode um, four, the last episode, Toxic Friends. I mean, like, she was talking about it. And, like, I, my friends were no mean, to- no way toxic at that point. But I, I was like, well, I need to give them the attention because they're new friends. And I kind of neglected the time that I had for you and, and had given for you. And like, I think we both did that. And I don't think that there is any way, shape or form, like a, um, a template to be a good friend, but I think there's a way to go about being a friend. And I think what I did was, was kind of bitchy and kind of rude. And I'm sorry for that. But like, I think that we, I think that we've gotten to the point where we need to be and we've, we've be, and I think at that point I was really unsure of myself. I was really unsure of where I was heading, really unsure of where I was. And, um, and I knew that I was moving schools. So I wanted to soak up all the time that I could with these friends because who knew if I was going to be friends with them afterward, you know, and I'm not anymore. Like I, I totally called it. Like I wanted to spend every last minute with them. And, you know, I went home, we didn't hang out outside of school at all. Like, none of my friends and I did, like, at all. And I loved them so much. But, like, every time we tried to make plans, it didn't work. We, I think I went out with my friends one time. One time, and we went to a Big B. And it was on a Sunday morning, and we spent 30 minutes there. It was, like, literal nothing time. Like, we got there, stood in line, ordered, sat down for 10 minutes, and we were gone. Like, it, right. it, it just wasn't, it, it, like, it wasn't fun. Right. And it's, like... Her, so, like, I'm saying, I guess what I'm saying is, like, you know, I feel like definitely for sure, like, eighth grade and ninth grade is, like, that huge transition year where you, like, for me, I don't know, like, it could be different for everybody. Obviously, everybody goes through their mental health tanks, like, at various times, but it was, like, I was so unsure of myself. I was so, like, what's the word? I was so unconfident like not confident not you confident were... yeah not confident with myself and I was like self-doubting was that's what you you were self-doubtful right and I thought okay well this is affecting my friendships and I was like and then like you know I got a job and I was like okay and now I don't have time for people anymore and then I was like okay and it was just like this huge like I didn't think I was gonna make it out of it type of thing but then I got to like you know junior year and like especially with COVID like if you would have asked me this question six months ago I totally would have had a different answer like with COVID, I've had time to sit down, focus on myself, focus on, like, which I know is not, like, how, this is not how it is for everybody. Like, a lot of th- people, COVID turned them for the worst because they can't go do things. They can't. But exactly. for me, it was really a time for me to just Self-reflect. sit down. I'm not, in a, I'm not in school. Like, I'm doing online where, like, I don't have anybody to sit around and, like, look at me in a weird way. I can think to myself, I'm like, okay, I really am. It's just people's opinions. My family, my friends, they love me no matter what I look like, no matter no matter how, you know, whatever. And so I think 
finding the hope in the cat is that you just have to like believe in yourself. Like that sounds so cliche and yeah. so stupid. I'm sure everyone has heard yeah. it before. Yeah, but 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 sometimes the most cliche stuff is it's cliche for a reason. It's because we're not listening to it and we've made it a we've made it something stupid or we've made right. it something taboo. And it's just, it's, I think it's so stupid. I think it's so stupid. But like, you're so right. You hit the nail on the head by saying, yes, I think, like, I posted on TikTok a video of me the first day of quarantine. And it, I, I look, I, who she, I don't even recognize her. Like, it, it, like, I cannot even fathom. Like, I was just like, who is this person? And then to me now, like, I've grown so sure of myself in, quarantine and I think that that's how a lot of people are but then like you said we've got the extreme where they it it turned them for the worst we have had the most amount of suicide since um I think it was like 1900s this year because of COVID and I think that that's why we need the hope and the chaos I think we need the chaos in order to find hope that sounds so weird and taboo and and gross and so like contradictory and so oxymoronic like it it, it just like we need the chaos in order to find our hope we need the hope in order to fuel our chaos and it's just going to be a cycle you're never going to have chaos without hope you're never going to have hope without chaos And, and that's i think what covid was it's a chaotic time for us so chaotic yeah, and, like, I was talking to, like, obviously, you know about, like, my TikTok, whatever. Yes. And somebody had commented, and they were like, well, I don't know how you say so positive with getting, like, so many sales or whatever. And I was like, listen, like, you have no idea. Like, I almost gave up week two because I was like, this is, like, at this point, my mom is giving me half of my money. Like, I don't have anybody to purchase But, like, the thing is with that, too, and, like, with yourself, is you have to give it time. Like, that is the one thing I learned. You are not going to, like, like, for example, like, you are not going to, like, feel better instantly with your mental health. Your mental health is not going to prove overnight. You have to give it time. Your time will come. People think so often than not it's going to, like. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. You have to give it time. Your time will come when you are, when you find yourself, when you you know, learn that this is me, this is who I am, this is what I, and yes, you're still going to have your bad t- days, even when you, when you find your time, that's come like, like, I know, like you were saying, like, you posted on Snapchat, you were talking about this earlier, like, you just, you were in the mirror for five minutes telling yourself that you were unworthy, but look at you, like, you've had such a big improvement from sixth grade till now, but that doesn't mean you don't have bad moments, that doesn't mean you don't have bad days, like, you still have bad days, you still have moments, but you still have to just, like, your time will come. And I feel like people are so impatient when it comes to mental health. They're like, well, all of these celebrities are like, well, this is what helps me. They're like, like, for example, with journaling, people are like, okay, so if I journal for one night, I'm going to be better by the next morning. Exactly. But that's so, that's so, un- that's so That is so fucking wrong. That is so, that's so misleading. And, exactly. and, and another thing that I wanted to say too, to that is yes, I, I may seem like I got it all together, and I've said this before, I may seem like I got it all together on TikTok, but you guys have not seen my private Snapchat story. <laughs> you guys have not. <laughs> I because not that it's a horrible place. I well, mean... it's not, but you definitely see me crying a whole hell of a lot more than you see me crying on on um, uh, uh, on 
TikTok. I mean, but if honestly, is your private Snapchat story a private Snapchat story for not crying though? Exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. But one thing that I want to share too is that I I feel like I've got a bipolar Snapchat story because like some days I'll be like I, I, I'll be a complete mess. But then today I took a picture in the car, and I don't know if you saw it. I did see it. Okay. It was like something about like I one day at a time we got this. Yeah, and I was in the car and I had and I applied a cute filter and 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 I. I, I looked at that picture and I went, oh, I look good. You know, that like TikTok audio right, where like, yeah. <laughs> she's like 25 and like I, at the end it's, I look good. And I was like, this person has gone through the ringer. This person has been told that they are not good enough. This person has been told that they are not going to ever be enough for themselves. But then look at who they are. Look at this person right here. Look at the smile that I had and look at how I, I guess, presented myself to myself and showed myself that no matter what, I mean, look at, look at, you got it. You did it, you know? Yeah. And I will say for like, for some people, you know, maybe like not even looking in the mirror, but like, look at, like, you don't have to look in the mirror. You could just like, look at like, think of like your, your like favorite parts of yourself. So like, for example, like my favorite, like I love my hair. My hair is beautiful. I love mm-hmm. my eyes. Like, sit there and think about the stuff that you love about yourself and like the rest of it will fall into place like my personality my creativity I love that about myself but you know I used to think you know like my sass my bitchiness is like a bad thing but then I was like then I got to the workplace and I was like okay well this comes in handy sometimes because my coworkers are assholes like (laughs) I just like exactly like take confidence in the stuff that society seems to be negative I guess so again finding hope in the chaos because I think that and and definitely I'm going to kind of um put you on a little like I'm definitely going to like um that's the word I'm looking for here definitely going to expose you a little bit um today we're talking about it her and I were on FaceTime kind of talking about her um the this episode that we're gonna do and I said yep you're gonna be finding hope in the chaos and she just burst out laughing and she was like how the hell are we going to talk about that because it, 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 it it's such a broad topic and I think that we did I think that bringing you on and like did we plan this did we did we script no. this no I was like are you gonna like ask me questions or something because I have no idea what I'm supposed to talk about and, like- and we opened up the floor to then having you guys ask questions to yourself I think that's what a good episode does I think that that's what a good thing will do is it will tell you you know this is what you're going to think this is informative this is going to be intuitive this is going to give you a real in-depth look but then you got to take off the blind you got to take off the shades and you got to go oh my gosh everything's brighter everything's greener like you got to take a step back and realize that you are enough and that finding hope in the chaos can be your own damn story. You need to write your own story. And I've said this before, your story, not finished yet. You may need to end the book. You may need to end the book. I've ended the book with a lot of people, but I've added the, I've added more books to my volume. I've said this, you, your book may be over, but your series is not. I still need you to write the book because I said the ending that is written in book 52 is the author is not going to go back and look at page 22 of book three to end chapter to end book 52. That is not how it's going to be. You are going to find yourself. You are going to find the beauty in the chaos. And I think that that is so, so, so 
amazing. And I think that we just need to realize that if you find hope in the chaos, if you find that you are truly meant to be this person and be this like powerhouse, because all of you are powerhouses, you've done it and you've gotten it. And, and definitely like I've kept saying, I got one last question, one last question, but like we keep bringing up more and I feel like there is so much more to talk about and so much more to delve into. And there, there's like, I, we could talk about this for hours. I mean, it's just like, there is so much surrounding it that we don't ever talk about that we just need to let it all out. I'm sure people are feeling the exact same way now. Like they feel like they can't bring it out and they feel like they can't talk about it. So I just want you guys to know that talk about it with whoever you want. I've said it, my DMs are open. Um, and, and this is going to be a positive outlet for you guys to then hear people dealing with the same things. I told you about my, uh, body dysmorphia you've said you've had binge eating disorder and 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 i'm sure some of you will be able to relate to that and if you do relate to that i am so so happy that you're here because that gives you a perfect insight onto who we are and to who you can become because you will be finding your hope in the chaos and i think that that is so real and so raw and something so perfect and so my last question, this is going to be the last because I got to cut us off somewhere. <laughs> but one of my, my last question to you, Kaylee, is um, when finding hope in the chaos, I know we're going to get asked this because people are going to ask me if I'm able to find my hope in my chaos while helping others. What do you think about that? What do you think about finding hope in the chaos and helping others? Because I know that I'm going to be dragged for not finding hope in my chaos and trying to have, right. have other people find their hope in their chaos. So what do you feel is a, do you feel like there's a balance? Do you feel like there's a, do you feel like there's a perfect scenario where you can do both? Do you feel like it's one or the other? Or do you feel like you can like just not do either? Like, I, I, I think that we need to kind of see that and I, I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Well, I definitely think that a lot of, like, like, I could sit here and I could say, like, okay, you know, if I just journal, like, if I journal, if I paint, if I whatever, you know, my chaos is gone. It's not, my chaos is not gone. I definitely feel like I'm better at helping other people through their own stuff. Perfect scenario. Me too. Like, I, like, like, I've said this before too. I do not like admitting I need help. I hate it. I hate it so, so, so much. I had to have a breakdown, a mental breakdown in front of my mom to be like, okay, I need help. And like, right. she even forced me to admit that I need help. She was like, tell yourself that you need help. And I was like, damn it. And she <laughs> like, like, I was just like, this is. Oh my gotcha. Yes. And so like what, um, so like you, you hit the nail on the head again by saying, you know, it may seem like you can just journal, you can just do that, but Sometimes helping others is helping you find your hope in the chaos. That's giving you your hope to continue on. And right. And it's that... like, for me, it's like, it's like I could, like, I could be doing great. And like my friends, like, for example, like the other day, like one of my friends, like she was, she was struggling and I was like, okay, well right now, like I'm in the middle of just sobbing in my bed and I, I have to help her because like, you know, as her friend, I promised that I would always help her. And I was like, what am I supposed to tell her right now? Like, I was like, I can't help her. I'm sitting here crying myself. But I found a way to just be like, listen, like, look at it this way. Like, but I couldn't tell myself that. I was telling her things that helped her. But 
I couldn't find a way to like tell myself that I couldn't find a way to tell myself that, Hey, like, look, if you're upset about this, then maybe you should, you know, like I was crying because of something my friend had said to me, like, you know, I was just like, if, if maybe if I'm crying because of what this person says to me all the time, maybe I should just, you know, but I couldn't tell myself like the things I was telling my other friend. I was like, telling her things and she was fine and she was happy and she was laughing and I was like over here like okay like I needed to find a way to help myself and it's like truly I I don't know anybody okay anybody who has a creative mind go draw go paint go listen to me just blast the music that is truly what helps me the most mm-hmm. obviously it's different for everybody else mm-hmm. but I tell my friends things, the psychological side, I guess. And I don't think about it. Like, I don't know how I'm trying to, I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say. Like, it's all in my head. And it's like, what was the question? (laughs) (laughs) So, like, (laughs) what, um, like, um, how do you, like, finding hope in the chaos, can you do that by not finding your own help? by not finding your own hope in the chaos, but also like helping other people finding their hope because like you, you said that you, that helps you find your hope. And I said that too, like your hope in the chaos is helping others. Right. I definitely think it's very, my friends and I, we will FaceTime each other and we'll talk. And it's like very like, if I have them on FaceTime and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, okay, this is like, if we just all talk for me, it's definitely if I talk it out, like verbally talk it out, like with my friends and I'm just sitting here and I'm like, Hey, like, I know, like, I don't want to be a bother. That's my thing is I feel like I'm always a bother, but it's like, Hey, I don't want to be a bother, but like, this is what's bugging me right now. And they'll help me. And then they'll say, it's like a chain reaction. almost. They're like, well, this is what's bothering me. Can you help me out with this? Or it's like, even just like, being able to help somebody get through something, it makes me feel better. Yeah. And I don't know, like, obviously that's not the case for everybody. Obviously, I know some people struggle with helping others just because they're like, well, they're like so unconfident in themselves that they just can't physically help other people. But truly, like, the way that I can help myself is if I help others or if I get creative. So I guess... Yes and no. To yeah, answer your yeah, question. I guess. Yeah, it's um, so. It's so. It very much so depends on the situation. I feel I, like. I think. I think so too. I think so too. Well, Kaylee, thank you so much for this in-depth conversation. I was <laughs> expecting twenty minutes, and we've gone like it's. It's now forty-seven minutes. We, we've done it. <laughs> um. So, um. Thank you for being on here. If you want to connect with Kaylee, she does have Instagram, TikTok, and all that. Those will be down in the description below. She also has also kind of alluded to it in this episode but she does have a sticker page on etsy that will be linked below um so you can go ahead and click on all of those links if you want to check her out as always you can find me on all my stuff in the description below and um yeah thank you so much for being on here because and and honestly i have to like we have to figure out another time to record in another episode to put you on here because 
like literally it's gonna be way longer and we're gonna have way more things to talk about because a lot of things are gonna happen and i think as we grow and as we find hope in our chaos we'll be able to kind of move on and become even better and even more um even more chaotic but even more hopeful too so thank you all for watching and i love you you are amazing you are valid you are valued you are worthy you are enough and as always, remember that, my dears. Bye.